I guess you could say that even though not in person, me and Stomper had met back in the rap battle beef days between us, which was Notorious Enemy Tattoo Wink and them high power Soldier Wink. Contrary to popular belief, the homie Stomps had been reaching out to us, to one of my homegirls, letting us know that he really wasn't with all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just a few years prior when Stomps was fighting that hot one, he was right there in Wayside with one of my co-defendants. So he understood what that Million Dollar H gang was all about. And on top of that, my homeboy from the Tokers lived in Pico Nuevo. So when he would have Molos at his pad, the homies from PN would pull up. This episode was brought to you by Bonnaroo.org. Make sure you check out our newly designed store and merchandise. You know, con el tiempo, all that dissing back and forth, se pasó, you know motherfuckers move on. Plus me, I had bigger and more serious problems to deal with. La Baja was no joke. Moving on, I'm not sure exactly when, but I was approached by a label asking me if I would consider doing a collab, you know, a collaboration album with Stomper. Me, I thought it was good for the game. Something unexpected, something that the fans would really enjoy. Most importantly, Mr. Mendoza could spit, so I knew it would be bar for bar. Most of Stomper fans fuck with CON, and most of CON fans fuck with Stomper. So, I knew it would work. I remember writing that LP all in one day, and recording it all in one day, el día siguiente. In those days, I was on a fucking rampage, dropping albums left and right. So, you know, it was just business. So I sent it out to them. A week later, touched them. I communicated with Stomper through a third party. I sent them detailed instructions on subject matter, concepts, and dialogue. Similar to the way I would do it with, with Ernie G. Like for the Antichrist mixtape and the Scarface mixtape. Like details how I wanted, you know, shit to go down. But as time passed, I never heard nothing from that album. Next thing I heard was that Stomper was in jail fighting the case. As more time went on, I hear that they slid the album to Chino Grande, which honestly I was alright with because Chino also had flows. But then again, I heard nothing from that album. Then a while later, news gets back to me that Chino had got locked up too and that he was on his way to prison himself. (laughs) Man. Next thing you know, I hear that they give the album to YB. And again, I had no problem with it because, you know, YB could rap like a motherfucker. But then, like, soon after, Stomper's release, he comes out, regains control of the album. And, you know, like I said, I was on a fucking rampage. I was just thinking it would get done, you know, in the mix of all the shit that I was doing. So, again, we begin to communicate through a third party. You know, like, he send me messages, I'll tell him do this, like, hey, you know, like, it was like long distance fucking brainstorming with the homie, you know? And me, since I was like, like, I, I would always record, you know, and I thought, okay, they're over here in the U.S., they, man, this shit's easier, you know, they could record, like, there's studios everywhere. I didn't, I didn't see it as a problem, but 
But, you know, now that I'm back over here, now I get it. I, I don't get to record as much as I did when I was on the run in Mexico, you know? It's just life's different over here, you know? There's a lot of distractions. And, you know, you know, most importantly, we got family and kids. And, you know, and sometimes that takes up, you know, most of your time. Then I hear that fucking Stomper catches another case. I'm like, man, homie, that fucking album is... Shit's jinxed and shit. Somebody nunca va a salir. And soon after that, I'm apprehended. November 20-something, like right after Thanksgiving, I'm arrested, extradited, and I hit the LA County Jail. This is attorney Nicholas Rosenberg. I'm a certified specialist in criminal law based in downtown Los Angeles. I specialize in strikes, firearm and gang allegations, and sales-related cases. Find out more and follow me at my Instagram at Attorney Rosenberg. Attorney Rosenberg here, punching back. You know, when I finally made my way up to Wayside, to Supermax, I was in the 600s and Stomper was in the 800s. But then, you know, I guess he caught the chain and, and, you know, went off to prison. So, a few months go by. See, I'm thinking he must have went off to prison like late December, early January. So I remember it was like Valentine's Day or the day before. And uh, me and my boy, like I had, re- I had reached out to him and we were like sending our moms flowers, sending our girls flowers. I even bought my girl some diamond earrings when I was in fucking Wayside, you know? And so everything was cool, you know? And then, you know, I, well, obviously I called my girl, called my mom, and the shit touched down and everything. So I'm calling my boy. No answer. And, you know, that, you know, that wasn't... Something out of the ordinary. Sometimes the homie would go off the grid, go off, you know, go off the radar for a few days and he'd come back, you know? So I, I didn't think nothing of it. But then I have a court date. I don't know, somewhere right there I have a court date. And when I get to court, you know, I'm in the tank and, and my attorney comes in and he asks me, you know, do you know so and so and so and so? And I'm like, yeah, why would happen? He goes, well, they just been arrested. On like accessory to your case after the fact, money laundering, and me, I was like, man, my homie's mom was 79 years old. You know, a pillar in the community. She always been a philanthropist. She's always been out there like helping people. This is a good person, you know. Like, needless to say, they dropped the case, but man, this shit pissed me the fuck off. Like, I would have been anywhere near my enganga, these motherfuckers would have found out what Palo Mayombe is, you know what I'm saying? It was way out that they do that. My boy, while he was on the freeway, they, I guess, they pulled him over, a bunch of suburbans or whatever the fuck, and they, they, they arrested him there. And, um, you know, yeah, they dropped all the other charges. But they charged him with um, ex-con with access to a firearm because I guess there was a firearm in the pad. And um, so he bails out. You know, they drop the charge on his mom. He bails out. And, you know, he begins to fight his case from the street. So then, um, I mean, he didn't, he didn't fight it for that, for that long, you know. And, um, you know, he had prior strikes and shit like that. So they did that Romero act. And... 
you know, he, he came up. He got um, 16 with half. So he ends up turning himself in at court and, and he go, goes off to prison. Undergroundhiphopblog.com The highest ranked underground hip-hop blog worldwide. If you need promo or advertising, tap in. Contact us on Instagram at UGHHblog or email us at UGHHblog at gmail.com As soon as he gets to reception, guess who he runs into? He, he, he walks into the dorm and, and the homie stompers right there. And um, this I know from, you know, from later that the homie told me the whole story that he pulls up and he sees the homie right there. So, so one day, while I'm in Medium North and Wayside, you know, mail call, get a bunch of mail. One of the letters says Rebecca Mendoza. So, I, you know, I open up this envelope and there's two letters inside. One is from my boy Jay. So I'm like, I'm kind of a little bit confused. I'm like, okay, Rebecca Mendoza. You know, I kind of put it together, you know, quick. And then there was a letter right there that was signed, Stomper SKM. So, you know, I, I was ha happy as fuck to hear from my boy Jay. And, you know, I was glad that he was right there with Stomps, you know. So, in the letter, you know, like, like Stomps was just like, man, I, I, I just want to get out. I want to be, you know, this movement. Like, I'm feeling it. Like, I want to fuck with it. Like, this SKM shit, you know. And, you know, so... I write them back and I'm and I'm over here telling them like the, the prerequisites of like you know being a, a label mate over here, you know, at SKM and because I told them like look fool, we, we work with Holics. You gotta you gotta be able to pull your own weight. And over here the only the only fucking game plan is is to is to flood the game. You could ask anybody, you could ask Miss Fesoro, you could ask fucking Tony Capo, anybody that, that I fuck with, they'll tell you that I always tell them, flood the game. No, I don't care if you flood it with singles, you flood that shit with whatever whatever it is you, you're doing, you know? So, you know, and then later I remember my boy Jay told me that, see, so I sent that back to his mom and his mom sent it to them. So so later, you know, the home Jay Jay told me that um when Miss Mendoza wrote wrote them, she was like, she like totally agreed with with, with everything that I was talking about, you know, that, you know, she agreed with, with everything I was saying, like, like, hey, there's no, there's no time to fucking party and indulge and none of that shit, it's time to get to work, we, you know, I just felt like there was a lot of catching up to do and, and, you know, you have to attack that front line like that, you know, so all this started like in 2016, I get cracked, Stopper's already in there, my boy gets busted right after that, Stomper goes off to prison, he's in reception, my boy takes his time, you know, he bails out, fights his case, takes his time, and he ends up in reception, they end up together, and my boy Jay, he came home January 2018, and then I end up getting out on February, a month later, and I came home on the same day as his son's birthday, and, and then Stomper, um, he came home, I'm gonna say somewhere from like six months to to like maybe nine months, maybe a year later. I'm not sure, but we we were in contact with him, you know. And and at this point, like I said, me and Stomper still hadn't met in person. You know, there was letters, there was messages, 
We even talked a couple times real quick here and there, you know? So finally, Stomps gets out. From my understanding, I think he came home on that AB 109 probation parole. So he couldn't really be out there like that. Plus, they kept raiding his pad, trying to like catch him slipping. This is attorney Nicholas Rosenberg. I'm a certified specialist in criminal law based in downtown Los Angeles. I specialize in strikes, firearm and gang allegations, and sales-related cases. Find out more and follow me at my Instagram, at Attorney Rosenberg. Attorney Rosenberg here, punching bouncing bouncing. So finally, when he pulled up on me, it was at the, at the Rancho Barrio H1 video shoot. You know, I'm over there with the Riveras, you know, Lupio Rivera, Juan Rivera, Rosie Rivera. Like, Stopper was, like, tripping the fuck out, like, like looking at me like, like, what the fuck the homie wearing, you know? Shit, buy some wardrobe, some fly shit. And, you know, he probably thought I was gonna be all banged out, like, stuck in the past, wearing, like, size 56 Levi's and long white shirts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, the my boy Spider, he was on the high power tour bus with them on tour, you know, all all over the U.S. And you know, I would communicate with Spider, so he, you know, he always told me that Stomps always showed a lot of love, you know. And I remember I, I even sent him a shout out on one of the songs. Um, it was off the the Conejo Undisputed mixtape, Stranger to Death. I full love that song. Like, he knew all the lyrics and all that shit, man. That fool knew the lyrics to a bunch of my songs. Like, I didn't even know him, you know? That fool, I was like, let me be your hype, man. You know, I know all your shit. And, um... So after that, he did a feature on one of my Vendetta EP two-part series produced by Casting Fame. And, um, the song I did with him, I, you know, I decided to shoot a video. So we, we shot the video in downtown at one of those like FD studios or whatever the fuck. And you know, the homie was real quiet, real humble. And he was 100% sober right there since they were always drug testing him. Well, you know, once we got going, you know, he loosened up, started clowning, all that shit. And, um, you know, he took off early that night since part of his conditions were that he couldn't be out past a certain time. Plus, I think he was wearing one of those ankle monitors. And shortly after that, he linked back up with Casting Fame. And they started to, like, reproduce some of the tracks of that album. Uh, we had started way back when I was when I was still on the run. And I remember he, that's when he told me. Like, he called me and he was just like, you know, I'm going to call it Lift the Curse. And I was like, all right, that's, that's, that's a dope name right there. Once he had the final product that was mixed and mastered and, and he was getting ready to drop it, you know, he decided to shoot a video. And we did the one on um, Cry For Me. It, it's, it's a song off the Lift of Curse. And um, I remember Stomps, another homie from Pico Nuevo, uh, Urban Kings, uh, the photographer, me, Bugsy, and uh, my boy Gamma and his partner Marcos that had came down all the way from Tijuas to shoot the video. And uh, I guess we just wanted to show like, like a concrete jungle type of environment and 
you know, I think we accomplished that. You know, I, I believe so. Um, we had got this like old rundown dairy. Shit looked haunted. And you know, it was full of fucking trash and graffiti, pieces, all that shit, bombs and you know, all kinds of like motherfuckers live there. You could tell motherfuckers live there and you know, there's a bunch of snakes and shit. And I remember the homie Stomper, like, that fool would get him from the tail and pick him up and, like, was fucking, like, sort of, like, swinging those shits at us, you know? And he was funny as fuck. And that Stomper, he was just, like, so full of life, you know? Just, like, like his whole, like, his aspect of life, you know, he was just, like, I don't know, he was just, like, living it up. Like, there was no, there was no, um, there was no like holding back with him, you know. That's him. He was just that's that was him, you know. And um, you know, we smoking weed the whole time, and you know, we just there, and we was there for probably like four or five hours, you know. Good times. Undergroundhiphopblog.com, the highest ranked underground hip hop blog worldwide. If you need promo or advertising. Tap in, contact us on Instagram at UGHA's blog or email us at UGHA's blog at gmail.com. Last time I spoke to Stomper on the phone was like November, December 2020. And you know, he was just like eager to record and, and go on tour and you know. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's crazy because you know, like sometimes. Our minds be like somewhere else. That was a homie, you know, and but this whole fucking pandemic and I'm all, and I'm over here fools like and low, like we were hearing shit get oh you know get you know like the big companies and like the big promoters like fools at the Coachella that they want some shit like we ain't gonna open to to like twenty twenty two. So all the other venues were kinda like Although the venues were kind of like basing their operations off of, off of what they were fucking doing, you know? And they just made it seem like this shit, this shit might not even happen, you know, like the end of the world type shit. So, you know, homie was eager to tour and I was like, yeah, but you know, man, there ain't no shows right now. But, man, with him, it was just always like, man, that fool, straight up stomping, man, that fool had a gang of love for me. Like, now that I like, I, I trip on it. And here, watch. Let me let me pull up one of one of his last messages. I think this is on um, January 19th of this of this year, 2021. And um, man, honestly, I'm not gonna read this whole shit because you know it's kind of personal. But again, it's the same shit. He's just so like the homie was just so optimistic. You know, he was just all SKM and and you know right here he even says that. You know, he'll be my hype man and shit. He knows all my lyrics and, you know, he just wanted to do another collab album. And I was on some shit like, like, well, let's just do an EP. Just because I've just been so tied up with a gang of shit. Yes, there. Man, he knew what's up. He was just, but see, now that I think about it, like, like his passing and, and, and everything, you know, January 19th, you know, and. Uh, the way I see it, the homie wanted to ride like Una vez más Inside a sinister mind, Patreon A 
hub that offers produced video, behind the scenes content, get in depth music and lyric breakdown episodes. Subscribers will get to download exclusive music soundtracks. So for more information, you already know. Inside a sinistermind.com. Honestly, like he didn't he didn't care about the fucking fame, you know? He didn't he didn't trip on shit like that. His shit, this music shit was just like, yeah, like I'm sure he enjoyed all like 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 everybody. You enjoy when people enjoy your music, you know? When when you connect, you know, it feels good. So I'm sure that, you know, he he enjoyed that. that, that, that. These albums, like Lift the Curse, it was just like more more um personal for him, you know? And, and me, I always like, I, I always used to tell him like, hey, fool, you need to do an album by yourself. No features, no nothing. Like, motherfuckers, like, love your shit. And, and you know, because we had been going on tour and fools will ask us like, hey, what's up with Stomper? And, you know, well, that fool was busted and we'll be saying shit like, nah, that fool's going to be out soon. He's going to be on tour with us. I remember we were trying to get his parole agent or his probation officer or whatever um, to let him go to the Nightmare Before Christmas 2 at the Regent, December 2019. But no lo they were they were like, nah, it's gonna be it's gonna run too late, nah. Now my brother Lonnie Mendoza is in heaven. The curse been lifted. Stomper para siempre. K-Mart, K-Mart.